Welcome to Half My Age, a weekly show in which a 25-year-old adult and a 50-year-old child help each other make sense of the world. Hi, Andrew. Hey, Mrs. Philholm. How are you? I'm great. I'm feeling a little exhilarated. Exhilarated. That's a good way to start the show. What's going on? Well, I went for a very cold... um, socially distanced meeting in the park with two of my girlfriends. Mm-hmm. It's very cold outside. That does seem exhilarating. Uh-huh. So we took the dogs and it was a dog party and now I came back and even though I've been home for like an hour, still warming up. My toes are a little cold. It's cold in Denver yeah. today. It sure is. It's only going to get worse. Have you seen the forecast for this weekend? Yeah, I have. Mm-hmm. <laughs> the problem, the only reason I really care is tomorrow night I'm doing my show in the heated tent. Mm-hmm. You know, it's outside. How's, how's heating in the tent? It's good, but at nine degrees, it's not going to be great. It's mm-hmm. not, not sufficient. It's still outside. It's better than being out of doors, but I mean, it's just cold. So, And we haven't sold as hot as we have in the past. And it's Valentine's Day weekend, so people like their indoor reservations are sold. Blah, blah, blah. It'll be fine. It'll be fine. I'm going to bring hand warmers as I do and send an email <laughs> to people reminding them, just bring a blanket and we're not offended. It's like, come on, people do more for Broncos games, you know? Oh, sure. Yeah, that's right. If you if you just think about your uh, your evening outing as if it were a sporting event, yep. Uh, yep. Pre- prep accordingly. Comedy is a sport, so there you have it. <laughs> so I'm exhilarated from being cold. I'm sick of the cold, but whatever. It doesn't matter. Our hearts are warm, Andrew. That's right. That's right. I, I keep forgetting that this weekend is Valentine's Day. Uh, Do you? That's, yeah. Your wife's got to love that. Well, so, you know, we're not mm-hmm. uh, we're not huge surprise people. So she, she bought me a nice... Uh, we actually talked about it on the last show. That uh, shirt I got fab- from Fabletics, that was oh, my yes. Valentine's Day present. That's your Valentine's Day present. That's cute. I yep. don't know that I consider or ever have really considered Valentine's Day a gift-giving holiday, so I'm trying to wrap my head around that. That's good. How does uh, how does your new this this will be your first Valentine's Day with your your new uh, your new crush? So you've yep. got to navigate that. Hopefully, he feels the same way. Well, right. We'll see. Um, no, but we both have talked about. You know what? In the past, like since I've known you. I tend to treat Valentine's Day like one time I baked 400 cookies for the students at Mullen High School. I like the day about celebrating love. I've given you like little jars full of candy on Valentine's Day because I was making them for my boys and all their friends. And, you know, it's kind of been about the kids Um, and, you know, celebrations of love. I always love that. I'm into that. But the I kind of understand. Yeah, right. It is. That's right. That's right. Me and Ziggy Marley. I still have that Ziggy Marley sticker on the back of my car. It's kind of falling off, but there it is. Um, But, you know, in terms of like a romantic relationship, there has always been something attached to it around, oh, you know, uh, obligation, which then isn't very fun. So we'll see. We'll see. We'll see. Um, I think I'm going to bake like the 400 cookies again, my favorite Valentine's Day cookies. I think we're going to bake those together on Saturday and probably deliver them to people. I don't know that you're going to make the delivery map living as far away as you do. <laughs> we're but we'll we're see. just outside the outside the, uh, the, <laughs> the zone. range, the circle. Yeah, you, remember you might when, be outside the zone. You remember when Elaine had to go across the street and uh, take up residence in the janitor's closet yes. to get back in range for the Chinese food? The Chinese food, yes. And when she tried to steal an old woman's um, a dead woman's phone number because she didn't want to be the new area code. 
<laughs> she wanted two one two, and the other everything else. People were like, "Wait, are you? Do you live in the country?" Yeah, exactly. Um, anyway, so you might be out of range. We shall see, and maybe we won't bake cookies. But that's still my idea that it is a celebration of love everywhere. It is my religion. I have some ideas to go out and do a sidewalk chalk installation, but have I mentioned it's cold? It sure is. I've been avoiding the outdoors at all costs. <laughs> I, I haven't been anywhere. I haven't done anything. In fact, I got a um, a rower, and I okay. I, um, now now I have no need to leave. I don't even need to go for a walk outside anymore. You got a rower? Interesting. A friend of mine just got a new cycling bicycle thing. How do you like that rower? So far, so good. I literally just got it yesterday. Okay. And well, then yeah, uh, you're in the hope zone. That's amazing. You're in shape already. That's right. Well, so I've I've uh, rode an hour and a half on it across two days so far, well, and I good. am sore. Oh, I bet. <laughs> I always liked the rower back in college in the weight room. I kind of like the rower. Mm-hmm. Huh. Maybe I'll try yeah. it at the gym next time. Yeah, how's your how's your workout going? I, it's, that's some... I don't think we've worked out in the past week. We got to get get back to it. <laughs> you jinxed you know, it. I mean, that's I don't know. Um, okay, I don't know. Just it's been a lot and it's busy and. Whatever. Uh, again, today my walk in the park for an hour and a half with other dogs that seemed with invigorating. <laughs> and yeah, we had my part-time dog. We had a dog party. You know, normally that would be just anathema to me, but it was adorable. Um, and so, and I realize I have eight-pound weights at home, and so I have been in the past couple of days. I've done like the little exercises. Uh, you know, in the comfort of my own home as well as one can. But I was up to 10-pound weights at the gym, Andrew, so I, I don't want to lose my progress. You need to put some, um, you need to up your weights. Maybe maybe you tape some fishing weights to your 8-pounders. Sure, eight sure, sure. Yeah, yeah, it's not worth it. <laughs> you just, you just um, need anyway. to Mike Lane that. That's right, that's right. Do some Mike Lane jerry-rigging of that stuff, MacGyver that shit. And it'll work. Um, what else? Oh, I have heard recently from two former students, your class, that I wanted to mention. Mm-hmm. One of them reaches out to me and via text says, Phil, how do you write a book? <laughs> and that was such a funny question that I actually decided it deserved walking away from Joe making dinner. He doesn't care. But, like, I'm actually call this one. Like, that's a ridiculous question. But it is one of your classmates who has some ideas about a book and has, I, you know, sat her down virtually on the telephone and talked to her about Soapstone and how you, how you actually write a book and what the steps are and recommended a couple of books to her that you and I, I think you recommended to me once upon a time, um, how to blog a book. Author, publisher, entrepreneur. I didn't even talk to her about that one, but I talked about how to blog a book because I have seen her. Mm -hmm. She's kind of serially posting about her life and I realize that's what she's doing. She's heading towards some, and she has a cool, unique perspective and she's smart and She's always been a good writer, and I, you know, she was one of those people years ago that I used to complain about, like, why do these young people reach out for advice and then literally don't take it? <laughs> and it was very cool because now at your age, she was 100% prepared to take it and has followed up. And that was very cool. That was a good, and I wish her well. And then the other one. Do you do you want to uh, plug her blog? Does she have something nah, that you can share? No, I don't think or... she has anything yet that's, that, that I, she probably does. I think it's But I Can't Cook on Instagram. Gotcha, and so gotcha. she has she has worked as a home chef, and she has worked. She's gone to culinary school. I think that's still the handle. She also sells something you should look up and buy, which is um, oh golly, okay, well, I don't want to get it wrong. Hold up, she makes beautiful hot sauces. Have you ever had any of those? I've had them. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I and she do. is she is plugging that. What's that? 
So I, I've got them in my fridge right now. Okay, great. And I think it's called Sonoran Heat. That's right. Yeah, Sonoran Heat, like the Sonoran Desert, Sonoran Heat. You could follow them also on the Instagram, and I'm sure they have a website. And buy her hot sauces because she keeps it saucy. <laughs> and she's got them commercially being produced, and it's wonderful recipes, and it's fun. So that was one, and that was delightful. Anything to say about that? No, I, I um, remember her name is Kendra. Uh-huh. And I remember Kendra, we went to grade school together before, before right. we both met you in high school. Uh, and she's a wonderful person. I I, uh, I like Kendra. Wonderful person. We've mentioned her on the show before because I went to her wedding. I was unable to go to your wedding, which is the tragedy of my life. But um, <laughs> yeah, and that also it reminded me of those early days when, you know, I was writing a book and you were a great partner and a part of that. And that was pretty interesting times. Yeah. Yeah, yeah it, it's. Uh, I sometimes think about that when you were writing your book, mm-hmm. and I was traveling. Uh, yeah, and I I took up residence in a brewery for a week. That's and, right. And and you called me, and we we talked through your book for you know an hour and a half at a time. Mm-hmm. And I'd, I'd run up a bar tab in the in the oh. you know <laughs> you oh. know. Not to mention the money that I and you, I believe, both claimed on our taxes one year at the Pioneer because of all of the day drinking we did, building my website, building my book, building my plans for the book, walking me through. I remember also thinking it was always funny that you were surprised, like you've even asked me what was the what's your favorite part of writing a book? And I went, oh, the writing of the book. And you're like, you really you used to say you really like writing, you say. <laughs> it was unknowable to you. Oh, wait. I just popped open my closet door in the studio. Slammed it shut. Oh, that was a I good, that was a really good, like, sound effect noise. It sounded right? like. Right, I could hear that. It sounded like a prop, <laughs> like, right? Like a sound engineer's dream of a door slamming. Because it's door slamming with all the acoustic foam around it. Oh, I had to replace some acoustic foam in this little closet studio. I don't care today about ambient noise because I have the heat on. I did a voiceover job yesterday and got to turn off all the heat. It's, I mean, it's warm in here, but I, some of my acoustic tile fell down and I learned the hard way that the regular, like sticky adhesive mount that you can use for other media don't work for acoustic tile. You got to get the bespoke acoustic tile spray foam shit. And I don't want to go to Guitar Center ever. And that's where you get it locally. So I ordered it from Amazon, but the quickest I could get was this adhesive tape? I made saw. For I, I've been looking at tile. acoustic panels a lot, and they all Bet recommend some kind of 3M product. Is is yeah, this it's 3M. the one Hell that yeah, doesn't work, or, or this is the one, the official uh, one? Well, no, it's 3M. Okay, it's I mean, 3M, I guess but I am skeptical. 3M, huh? Well, no, there's probably knockoffs. There's probably um, God, what does Apple call it when you buy a non-Apple product? Um, not the laity secular. There's probably some secular 3M um, knockoffs. But the funny thing is it arrived and it was on my porch for a few hours and it was freezing cold. Sorry to beat the dead horse, but I opened it up and like rolled it out and no stick at all. It had to warm up to room temperature. So I think it's fine. And that, yeah, I think it's fine. And so far, so good. Seems to work. That was just interesting. You you can destroy a lot less sheetrock when you use tape than if you use that spray <laughs> mount stuff. Because that's like a permanent decision pretty much. Um, anyway, okay, so that was one student who reached out to me, and yay, writing a book. It's hard, man. It's a hard, hard slog. Uh, but it was fun telling her about the parts and what she needs to be focused on right now, and not about how many chapters is it or what's the title. The book will reveal itself if you work very, very hard. 
Um, <laughs> and we talked also, I mean, we talked that's about like, you know, my theory. so frustrating. Yeah, I know. But, but she was ready. She was ready to hear it. It was very cool. You know, we talked about both my theory, uh, theory of things like you can't be precious about your work. I mean, if you're mm-hmm. going to cut things, cut them and save them if they're really good. But also don't be afraid to just cut a paragraph in your online platform and just go. It's gone and it's like burning incense to the gods or the muses. And it, only if you are not precious about your work will the, the new ideas come. And that was fun. And then the other, we also talked practically about, oh, all sorts of ways to, you know, and platforms you can use and organizational systems. And then how I ultimately, after all my research is done and I'm really working on it, get to the serial killer stage of planning a book or a product, which is, you know, sticky notes, color coded all over the wall. <laughs> yeah, that works. kind of that kind of planning drives me nuts. Mm-hmm. Yep. Got to see a lot wall. of forest, but you also have to see the trees. Yeah, mm-hmm. I've been in in work. We've been doing uh, some some heavy planning, and I think that um, it's kind of interesting how different people think, right? You know, there are a lot oh, of people that want so to put it on a on a whiteboard and they want to see it visually, which in the age of Zoom is kind of tricky. Mm-hmm. Um, and there's you know we we make do with things like drawing shapes in in PowerPoint in real time. Sure. Um, but I'm not so much a visual thinker or an auditory thinker. I think in terms of inputs and outputs, mm-hmm. like a, like a programmer, right? A, a mm-hmm. programmer takes in these two numbers and it spits out an answer. Maybe they're added or multiplied somewhere along the way. But I really do. I, I, I noticed this. I've always done it. And I've just started noticing that it's different from the way other people think. Um, but when you tell, when we start talking through something intuitively, I turn it into a bulleted outline, you know, with, sure. um, uh, you know, here, here's what's required at this stage. Here's what it it's expected to produce. And those go into phase two and it's kind of, um, it's kind of different than, than anything else I've seen. And it may explain ultimately why we are friends and get along because it looks different. I look more chaotic the way I do things because I am a visual thinker. But right. And my cousin and I were just talking about Annette and Wade are building a house and they are in the final stages. But and she's just talking about frustration with, um, you know, contractors, GCs, all of this and how and people she's like, you do this every day. This you have one job tile guy. You know, you have one job guy who prepares for the tile guy. How can these pain points even keep up when you really have a pretty obvious job and there is a checklist of things to do? So why? And we talked about that, like how I've been in in processes with people where we're project managing, trying to come up with a timeline for an output, right, for a product at the end. And it's stunning to me how people think about that and don't want to. Even sometimes there's resistance to putting in deadlines and, you know, scrums and sprints and (laughs) micro deadlines and backward planning. Like, here's the outcome. You can't make a lasagna by throwing a chicken into the pot. You know, you got (laughs) to settle on the outcome and then you got to get those little mini goals to get there. Right. Writing a book. I did it mostly on my own with help from you and a few others and eventually an editor. Uh, comics do a lot of this. Like they want to film a sketch and, and I get together and it's like, you haven't backward planned this. I mean, you, this is a known thing. And I think I'm very good at it and maybe think scientifically or statistically about it like you do. But, you know, it's funny. I've learned and I used to say it at my job at DU and that was probably stupid because it doesn't pack a lot of uh, 
like uh, punch in terms of like being trustworthy, but I learned how to do that in the theater. Because I think let me it makes tell you, a lot of sense because right because in who the has theater, a right? hard deadline right asses you have a in hard the deadline seats and, curtains and go up. There's an understanding that this is going to be a multi month process, right? We're going Correct. to build up to this, and yep. there there are state there are well defined stages and phases Correct. of that process, right? You've got and to learn things your that lines. need to happen There's in order. You cannot hang the lights before you have a light design, for example, and and also the acknowledgement we've done this before. We're not a unicorn. We're not reinventing the wheel. There is such respect in the theater for process. You know, like it goes that way, and then Hell Week is Hell Week, and this. I mean, I mean, it, it, tech week is tech week and the union has it built in so that you get to work those extra hours during tech week because we know we're in the crunch and things are going to go wrong. But you've mitigated the disaster. If you're going to have a bathtub full of water on the stage, you cannot find out last dress rehearsal that that bathtub leaks. You know, you have figured that out and solved it <laughs> three weeks in advance because you know if you're having water on stage, you got to get the plumbing guys in and these set design. I mean, it really works like an orchestrated thing and and it's what i know the most and but yeah and that's right asses in the seats curtain going up tickets sold showtime we got to make it and the only way to do it is the least creative feeling you know it it i think it it bumps some creative people including people in like the world of international affairs where they're doing a, the creative work of working with multiple authors on a report for example right with multiple sources you know you're going to have a sources cited page at the end Everybody needs to be dumping their sources in there from day one. And that was just like – like they they bucked against it sometimes at that job. And it was just stunning to me. It's like <laughs> I know it doesn't seem fun because the, the fun part of writing is writing. But the important part of getting a book together is all of that other stuff. It's project management. Right. Mm-hmm. right. It is project management and it's it's extremely important. And I'm just learning about – you know, I, I've self-managed myself for a long time with – with moderate success, not, you know, I wouldn't, I wouldn't qualify myself as a good project manager, but now that I'm in this larger organization with so many more people and parties involved, uh, I don't have the, I don't have the experience of, of corralling all these different personalities Mm. and all of the different, um, you know, I, when you work alone in software development, you know, you can do whatever the whatever the heck you want. Mm-hmm. You can you can tear something down and rebuild it, and you don't really have to worry about you know how many other things is that going to break and that sort of thing. So I would say that my first in my first ninety days at this company has been an eye opener in terms of project management. And I wonder, you say you got most of this from theater. I wonder if there is a disproportionately high number of people in project management that did theater in high school or something like that, because I. Hmm. The only kind of expectations made of me in school for planning were, you know, you've got this paper and it's going to be due in a month. Uh, and that that was as close as I got to uh, trying to plan something out over a, a longer timeline, you know? Sure. Yeah, of course. Sometimes working with groups, which was our lame ass attempt to make you learn how to work with other people, but totally different thing. It never works because you didn't have the skills. Huh. That's interesting. I don't know. I mean, I, I don't know. I have never certainly considered myself part of project management, but I certainly have served on teams like that, and I am good at it. That's interesting. Well, maybe you need to go get yourself some theater experience, Andrew. I watch a lot of television. Does that count? Would you like to do an open mic or two? I mean, that, that'll, that'll <laughs> no. cure what ails you. No, ma'am. No, ma'am. Uh, you just said that you had to deal with disparate people and parties. Are you having a lot of parties at your job? 
<laughs> I'm kidding. Do you have a lot of cake? I'm kidding. I know. I know what you meant. Only only Zoom cake. That. Cake Zoom emoji. Cake. Zoom cake. It's like a wish biscuit. Mm. <laughs> um, okay. Second follow-up on student. A student. A stu- oh, no. Follow-up. I want an actual follow-up. Uh, just so the readers at home, I know they're on tenterhooks waiting for this. Uh, I don't know anything about the reality TV show that I may or may not be a part of. I haven't, nothing has gone further on that, just so you know. And I am currently, like this afternoon, one of the things I have to do is go online, I guess, and get a copy of my credentials from my master's degree because my transcripts that I have in my file don't show degree conferred. And I have to prove that I am in that stage of a jobby job. If someone's actually checking to see whether you got the degree that you claim you have? Yes, sir. Good Lord, what kind of job are you applying for? Not going to say. And I don't want to say anything about it because every time I tell anybody in my life about it, I have high hopes about a job, I don't get it. So I'm not saying any more. I'm just saying that that, that I seems, don't have a job seems yet. unusually everybody. thorough. Oh. I, I'm only... I uh, know. <laughs> I'm not even a decade removed from my degree and not a single person has asked about it. Right? Isn't that funny? <laughs> I know. It's kind of... I mean, it's interesting. I also kind of go, well, respect because I could say anything. Um, so that's interesting. Okay. Second student who reached out to me sometime last week, just apropos of nothing at like 930 in the morning, I got a message via Facebook messenger with a picture of a note I wrote to this student. This, I don't know why. I don't know if I wrote it to many students upon graduation. It was probably a student where I went to their graduation party as I did yours, but hard to say. And it was a picture from of a note that still is on a bulletin board in this person's life with the text saying something like, my 17-year-old self could not understand this encouragement that you gave me. I have read that. I read this out loud every day. My 26-year-old self is maybe starting to understand. Like, seriously, thank you for believing in me and all of that. Just the nicest note from a former student nigh 10 years away from your graduation. You know what? People do that. Do that for people you remember um, who you sometimes think of and and are grateful for. I cannot tell you the difference it makes in my life. Yeah, that's great. I, you, you left a note, you got a note. It's like a take a penny, leave a penny situation. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and, like, and it takes that many years for an adolescent brain to form and go, I get it. But also to know that like every day this person says this sentiment of this card aloud. Wow. You know, really cool. Really cool. It was amazing. I mean, as we and then, you know, a couple weeks ago, I saw another of your classmates at my show. So you people continue to bless my life, which is pretty darn cool. I can't help but feel like uh, now that we're, you know, we're we're all post-college now. Uh, and maybe maybe we live somewhere else for, else for a little bit, but I imagine there's going to be a great migration back to Denver, right? All the all these maybe. people who, who went and lived somewhere else, maybe and bring their they... babies back to be near their grandpa the grandparents. Yeah, uh, yeah. And Auntie Mrs. Philholm, <laughs> <laughs> Auntie Still Mrs. Philholm, the tabs. reality TV star. Uh huh. Still keeping tabs on how many months it's been since I have held a damn baby. What's your count? Like, it's a gross, that's, well, it's since March of last year. I mean, like, I was thinking, like, that's an actual ache in my soul. I mean, I have seen some babies now. I have flirted with some toddlers in public, how I do. I made friends with a four-year-old girl in Breckenridge, and her mom, like, shouted out my book, which was amazing. Cross-mojification, as you say. Cross-mojination. Mojination, because it was the owner of a restaurant. Powers. 
They were great. Yep, exactly. Um, anyway, but man, like actual held a little baby in my arms or felt a toddler <sighs> kick my ear. I'm <laughs> it's tragic. Whatever. We long for so many things in this world, Andrew, especially in these times. Not me. Not with my rower and my self-contained. Rower uh, self-contained. You already got your Valentine's <laughs> Day gift. That's right. Live in large. I mean, really, you've got your Valentine's Day gift. Keep the toddlers away. Keep the old classmates <sighs> away. Everybody Maybe away. Keep, you just move far enough away that you may even keep Mrs. Philholm away and her uh, delicious cookies. <laughs> we shall see. I'll, it's my I'll favorite day, Valentine's Day cookie. Yeah. And I have the housewarming gift. Could you just hear that? I'm sitting here absentmindedly unzipping and zipping a pocket. Can you hear it? No, I can't hear it. But I. That's good to know. I've got the Amazon Basics, uh, you know, shiny stainless steel chair, and it's got a leather seat. And oh. I discovered this week that I've got a pair of pants that no matter how you move on this chair with these pants, it makes a fart noise. Oh! And I, I, I've been doing my very best. I've been sitting here thinking about it. Don't move. Don't move. Don't move. Oh, don't my move. God. That's... Don't make the fart noise. Oh, that's really <laughs> funny. Huh. Interesting. Well, hmm. are you filling that house up with furniture? Mm, little by little, um, we had uh, my brother donated a bed. So now one of our guest rooms has a bed in it. Nice. And I can come down for an overnight. That's We're right. And there's in. the rower in the basement. Um, I know what we need to discuss. The hmm. herd of mother-loving elk in your backyard. I'll make that show art this week. It's amazing, huh? Yeah. What, the, how many were there? There's probably 25 or 30. I was going to guess 30. I did a sample size in the photo, but I wasn't sure. And I didn't spend very much time on it. Amazing. Okay, were they they weren't in your yard. They were right past your fence. Yeah, so behind my back fence is a road. And on the other side of the road is a field. And they were all standing in the field, just kind of grazing, having their, grazing. their breakfast. They were having some kind of meeting. It was clear. Do you, have you seen any other wildlife? No, I mean, so we, we've got elk, we've got deer. I imagine we've got like foxes and owls and all that kind of stuff. I hope you have a bear. <laughs> you know, we do have um, we do have mountain lions around. Um, I, I haven't seen one of them yet, but I know that they're you know that's what people talk about on next door. Sure, sure, yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, Joe just last night said that for sure we're going to download a police scanner app to go along with my uh, control tower of the airlines app in my neighborhood. <laughs> because last night I was talking to him. He's in a foreign, you know, he's in a foreign city, not foreign. He's not, he's flying. And we were talking pretty late at night and I was like, Ooh, there is a high speed pursuit police car following a car down my street. And then it went, they were going the wrong way up 14th and they, and the police cars had their, and they were going so fast. They had their headlights off. What Ooh. is that about? Stealth so, mode. Stealth mode, but and then they're, oh my god, I was so excited. I never, and then I said I should probably go inside, and I did. So I don't know what happened. And he's like, "That's it. We're getting a police scanner app so we can <laughs> keep tabs because there's always something shaking on Shakedown Street." Andrew is what I'm saying. It's only a always. matter of time before you get your ham radio operator's license and you're tuned well, into China and Russia and you're, you're chatting it up with, uh, you know. Huh. <laughs> I was always like sort of fascinated by ham radio. Like we had a few friends, you know, growing up around the way that like the dad had a ham radio operation. Never really understood it. Pretty fascinated, though, all the way around. Yeah, sure. Um, well, I said like I have, you know, one of my neighbors 
has a police scanner coming at you. What's that? I said, this is pink glasses coming yeah, at right. you. <laughs> yeah, right. I know. Or CB radios. Ooh. But my, one of my neighbors has a police scanner and one of my neighbors at the old homestead had a police scanner. So if there's something truly interesting, we ask those neighbors. But Joe pointed out there's there's apps for that now. <laughs> so that's true. that's what we're going to do for Valentine's Day weekend. We're going to get an app. <laughs> the something funny I came across on Reddit is that there are several police jurisdictions that have encrypted uh, uh, communications. You can't you, you, you can't have a police scanner; it just doesn't work. And yeah. you know, there's there's outcry over that. If the if the police are here to serve us. Uh, And surely they're not always working on clandestine things. Why can't we listen into what's going on on the radio? What are they trying to keep from us? But of course, the biggest in my, mm, I understand that I hang out with some low life people, but the people, no, I don't know. uh, A lot of people who use that, I'm just going to say, who use police scanners are drug dealers and criminals. (laughs) Like seriously, uh, not even high level, like home based operation, drug dealers that they absolutely have a police scanner for that reason so that they can whatever stay one step ahead or learn the codes or whatever it is so i mean i that's a that's a that's a slippery slope right there isn't it yeah i'm i'm always in favor of uh you know checks on power and i think that the uh police if they're going to have to communicate they should have to communicate in public i'm just going out i there believe so too i'm always in favor of transparency but it is interesting that it is used for nefarious reasons but then just whatever do some code talk and stay ahead of it come on stay smarter than the criminals that's your job <laughs> I'm kidding. I have, I'm not, I don't have a hard feeling about that. Um, but yeah, well, anyway, I'm going to get an app and just so I can, you know, sounds know romantical. That's what I'm saying. It's you, you know, and your man listening to the police mm-hmm. scanner, curled police up scanner. by the fire. Yeah. It, curled, there's no dog. fire. There, there's not even a, there's not even a television at my house curled up making gingerbread houses and cookies and folding origami cranes and just, just <laughs> hunkering down against the violence right outside my house no it's you know how it feels over here it feels great i cannot wait for it to get green again and you know i'm excited for the nice warmer. weather i cannot wait Oy. there's nothing there's nothing like a single digit uh, weather day on the horizon Sheesh. to make you miss summer okay and that's the lovely thing is that within the month i guarantee there will be a day when i could work in the yard in my swimsuit you know there always is even in late february early march and that's the thing it makes you feel good giddy like you're on the beaches of Hawaii because we've had this shit. So, you know, I don't know what to say about that. Uh, ups and the downs, the highs and the lows. In relief, life looks better when we have suffered a lot. I have nothing stoic to say about that, but <laughs> I'm just happy to have some sunshiny days. And in the meantime, oh my gosh, though, the show this um, Friday, it's one of your favorite comics. He used to uh, host the Glow For It, Mike. Anthony Hopkins, Crawford. Anthony Crawford. Crawford. He'll be over by the time people hear this. But yeah, and he really is so good. At my, I did a, um, my mic that I host oh, Wednesday nights, which is a marathon. Usually it's just the hottest room in town and it's great and the energy's great and I keep it up. And last night was just one of those like dead rooms. Not many, many civilians there. I also went in list order because I was sick of people bitching about their time to go up. And so I just went, we're going in order of sign up. And I don't know that it made a difference, but I wonder if it didn't make a difference just because there's less energy amongst the comics. If you know you're not going up for 13 spots, meh, you know, meh. If you know I might come up to you and go, you're in two, you might hang around more and have more energy. Anyway, for a lot of reasons, it was just a dead house. And I was, it was also always cool to study how people respond to that. 
Um, because at a certain point, if it's just comics, you cannot tell the same set you always tell because they're just going to mouth it back to you. Um, and they're not going to laugh because you're not earning it. So you have to kind of go kamikaze if you want to get the comics to laugh. Or if there's a few people in the crowd, you can try to get that. It's just, I mean, it was really fun. It was fun to watch how people did it. But Anthony Crawford was there and I let him go a long time because he's warming up for my big show. He's my headliner. It just There's a man who can do it. And the comics respect him. But there is a man who can just settle in and tell a story and actually warm the room right back up. He's a pro. He's really good. I'm happy to have him on the show. He is. And uh, Sammy Anzer, who's amazing, and Von Sprecken, whom I love. It's a hot, hot show on a cold mm, night. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to just have to, e- I'll probably email everybody individually. I think the venue will too. And just say, remember, wear your mittens. And yeah, pretend like it's an out of door sporting event. And comedy, after all, is sort of a sport where everybody wins, Andrew. <laughs> That's not a sport, Mrs. Philholm. You I know, need but, blood you know. and gore and points. Well, and there's sometimes blood and gore and points. There's a lot of there's a lot of yeah pucks. We, you need a puck. You, you need some pucks. You do for sports <laughs> ball. Um, well, while we're you, I, yeah. in the in the phase of plugging things, I would like to say that we've started posting our episodes on oh YouTube. Oh my god! And there's going to be yeah. a link in the show notes to the okay. channel, and you, you're going to have to use the link to find it because if I search half my age on YouTube, nothing oh, comes no. up. If I search half my age Lisa Andrew, nothing huh. comes up. So yeah. you're going to have to get to the link. And once you have a footprint please, there yet, please subscribe. Click the bell so you get the notifications. And uh, pretty soon, before we know it, uh, Mrs. Philholm and I will be YouTube famous. Monetizing this ish. We'll be rich. We'll have two Lamborghinis each. Uh, <laughs> and at which point, that. we'll start doing giveaways with every show. Okay. All right. I want. I had a dream about a giveaway, and somebody got a ticket to Hawaii. Oh my god! I just realized that right this very minute. Weird. I've been having some weird dreams the past couple of nights. Um, Andrew, I have a question for you. Why you stopped numbering our show episodes? Because I don't want people to think that they have to go to the beginning. I see. I think if there's no episode one and people have to search to figure out which one is number one, oh, then it uh, it'll be trickier. You know, we can probably oh. just po- make them all available on the website. Mm-hmm. And yeah. on any and any app wherein you listen to podcasts, I think that you should be able to go all the way through the archive, right? All, all of the old ones are still numbered, and if I know. you if you go look at the you know your Overcast app, or I use an app called Pocket Casts or whatever, yeah, you know, it's all it's all still available, and the old ones are still numbered. Um, but uh, I just I'm not doing episode numbers anymore because I don't know. I just that was feels- just an executive decision you made that I realized, and I don't give a fuck. But I was curious, and I kind of like it because we're actually like on number ninety or something now. Yeah, I think this will be eighty. So let me. I'm not going to lie to anyone. I'm going to tell you exactly what number All right. it is. Give, yeah, lay it on me, string bean. I'm not sure either, but it feels like close to ninety. Yeah, which is a lot of hours of us talking, and I'm awfully grateful for it. <laughs> this will be ninety. You're exactly right. We have brought so much damn ruckus to the world. Is what I'm saying. I know there's there's at least seventy five plus hours of ruckus out there for people. Seventy five plus hours. Yeah, enjoy the ruckus, everybody. Bring it. <laughs> Our method on the microphones banging, no doubt about it. All right, are we good? We done? I think we're good. I like it. That felt great. Yeah. Goodbye, right, Mrs. Bellholm. Bye, Andrew. <laughs> <laughs>